0: The Ali B. Artiste Podcast. Creativity, beauty, empowerment, and love. Hey, and welcome back to the Ali B. Artiste Podcast. I'm your host, Olivia, and today I have uh, Kelly on with me. Kelly, I'm sorry, can you pronounce your last name? Yes, it's Cody Anna okay great thank you so much for coming on the show today
1: my pleasure thanks for having me
0: yeah absolutely so uh kelly created her business divinely rooted as a home for others to call in their true selves um she offers different forms of movement including dance yoga pilates qigong gong i can't i, I can never pronounce it. that's okay qigong Okay. Uh, Belly dance and strength training. And I actually met Kelly at uh, one of her dance and drumming events. Um, I really love ecstatic dance. And so she had uh, an event down in it was Middletown or Meriden or Willimantic. No, uh, I'm, I'm blanking here. It was in
1: Wallingford at my studio. Wallingford, okay. Yeah, Yeah. you came to my studio. Yeah, I'm in Wallingford. Yeah.
0: I'm like trying to think of the the area and then I'm like M's and W's I get mixed up. (laughs) So anyway. Um that's okay. Yeah. So Wallingford, yes. Okay. So uh yeah, that was at your studio and met a bunch of amazing people there and I met you and uh we've been connected, you know, up until this point. So um so Kelly, can you tell us a bit of, a bit more about yourself uh, and what you do? What what you want the audience to know about you?
1: Yeah. Um, so um, I guess a little timeline. Um, I started off in nursing in um, very young. I was in high school, and um, my high school had a nursing assistant program, so I did. nursing assistant program i was a junior in high school and i immediately started working in like nursing homes and started working with like elderly people um so i was never one of those people who had like a retail job or anything like that i was right in the medical field and then i thought i wanted to be a nurse so i i went you know worked my butt off got into nursing school um got it i was in peace university in new york city this was 1994 And, um, we had to do a gym elective. We had to do, we had to do a gym elective. And so yoga was one of the options. So I chose yoga. This was, um, yeah, 1994. So, um, in that same year, I found the club dancing in, in New York city and became, you know, um, I guess, you know, you're young and you're you're you you want to go out and, and party and you want to do the yoga and you in but you're supposed to be studying for nursing. Mm. So, anyways, um, the party life got the best of me and I went off and did the party life and literally took a break from yoga for three years and and did the party life and did yoga and got really into astrology and to studying myself and studying the environment and and then eventually I just kind of Stumbled back, stumbled into New Haven, and I went, ended up back at Southern Connecticut State University, mm-hmm. and um, and I had continued to work in the nursing field, but it didn't feel it didn't feel healthy to me. Oh. Um, so I started feeling conflicted about if I wanted to go back into nursing school or like what I wanted to do. And I started getting into studying psychology. So mm-hmm. then I ended up with a degree. So I ended up with a. A bachelor's degree in psychology uh-huh. and my focus was mental health and um in all along I wanted to become a yoga teacher all those years but I was in I was in Connecticut there wasn't you know this by this time it was 1999-2000 mm-hmm. I graduated from Southern in 2000 and I met my ex-husband we got married had a baby my baby is now 21 mm-hmm. but um you know through all that, um, at that time, there wasn't any yoga teacher trainings in Connecticut. So, to go to get certified to teach yoga, you either needed to be a New Yorker, you needed to be going to Massachusetts, like Carpalo okay. or something. Okay. So, <clears throat> this was 2003. And then I heard through the grapevine, through a good friend of mine, that there was a yoga teacher training in Hamden, Connecticut. And I ran over there because I knew I always wanted to be a yoga teacher. And this was 2003. And I just like, I didn't even look to, you know, I met the teacher. She did a little interview with me, but I was just like, I was so like ready to do it. Yeah. So then, so right away, I signed up for yoga teacher training and I just loved it so much. It was like a deep dive into myself. Um, Within my teacher training, we had to do a 40 day detox from sugar, sugar, like she She didn't like mandatory, but we had to like journal about it. We had to do our yoga practices. So basically for 40 days, and I really stuck with it where I had no sugar, no wheat, no dairy, um, and basically ate, you know, a whole food diet, but there was no meat. It was just like vegetables and rice and juices and, um, you know, and learning how to learning about Ayurveda. Okay. so area Veda yeah. being the study of your digestive health and so basically what I do today over the past you know number of years so I've been teaching yoga officially since 2004
0: mm-hmm.
1: and left my last like job job in 2005 and I've been on my own self-employed since 2005 okay. helping people um, get really connected to their bodies to mm-hmm. get connected to their hearts um, I find that when people are in chronic pain, which I do still work with a lot, I worked with every single age, but I found that I really do enjoy working with older people. Mm -hmm. And, but a lot of older people have chronic pain and they, you know, they're afraid to move and they get, you know, stuck, you know, in their bodies because they're afraid to move. Um, so I bring a lot of rhythmic movement into dance and fluid, fluid movement, but mm-hmm. I also think it's really important as we age that it's very common to get osteoporosis and, you know, aging, aging women, you know, we yeah. get osteoporosis and it's, it, it, it's almost like an epidemic where, you know, osteoporosis is like brittle bones. And then if you fall and you crack, if you fall in a crack in the sidewalk, you break a hip or, you, you know, you're just like it's really hard for an adult older person to recover from an injury. Yeah. So, so, you know, I, I do work with the physical and the anatomical body and I help people understand their posture and understand how, you know, how to get out of that chronic pain, especially if you're sitting in a chair a lot you know, when we sit in a chair a lot, most people, you know, slunch over, desks are not, you know, unless you have a perfect ergonomic desk yeah. or, or one of those standing desks,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: we just hunch over. And um, so <clears throat> whether you're sitting on a couch or sitting in a chair, it's just your spine is going to compress. So I teach people how, how to stretch, how to lengthen, how to strengthen their bodies from the inside out. Yeah. And I am just, I, I'm just very grateful that I've been able to um I've been in the Wallingford area, Hamden area for, you know, a long time since I guess. You know, I've been in this area pretty steadily since 2000, you know, since then. Okay. And um so and I was in Hamden for many years. I was in the Hamden New Haven area for many years. I've been in, you know, in Wallingford for 3 years total, 4 years almost. And um and it's it's a little different up here even though it's very close. It's it's like, you know, 10, 15 minutes away.
0: Yeah.
1: But, um, I'm building my little niche up here, working with people with helping people mainly with anxiety to calm ourselves down because the pandemic has gotten a lot of people, um, in a, in a very difficult mental, you know, loop of being frenetically afraid of things. And, Mm -hmm. um, so to get people slowed down enough to breathe slow enough to really connect the mind with the body and connect with the heart and to connect with all of the feelings that come up Mm -hmm. and to help people. My next step, which I actually haven't started actually doing yet is, but I do it at my dances at the end of my dances now is where I have people take out a journal and we start writing, Mm -hmm. you know, about, you know, goals about, you know, where they want to, you know, little baby steps, even just encouraging people to take the tiny little steps to get out of the rut you know, if they feel like they're in a rut, if they feel like they're in a mental, whatever, a mental funk to just take little steps every day to um, because awareness is one thing. and, And so what I've gotten people to do is become really aware of what's holding them back. But now I'm getting people to start thinking about what little steps they can do to take to, you know, to move them, propel, to propel them in a, in a way that's going to help them get where they want to go. Well,
0: that's fantastic. That's great. Yeah, I a, yeah, I, I mean, I can totally resonate with that because I've, you know, over the past couple of years and um, I've definitely, you know, I have these little affirmations throughout my apartment and I, you know, I leave notes on my phone and reminders just like to try to uplift myself, to try to uh, make sure I don't get stuck back in those ruts. Because um, yeah, yeah, I mean- the world is changing, which is changing in many good ways, but also, you know, shedding all the old stuff is really stressful, and it's really it's hard. You know, change is hard for everybody. Um, it's not always a bad thing, but it's you know, it's a it's a matter of adjusting. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And I do believe that. You know, I truly believe, and I don't talk about this that's that much, mm-hmm. but you know, this is you know, I truly believe that there is. There is a higher purpose in this pandemic, you know, and there's so many conflicting views around.
0: I mean, I'll say I agree with you because I I always try to, you know, see there's got to be a positive to everything, you know, there has to be reasons for things. Yeah.
1: Right. And exactly. I'm not going to lie. I don't, I'm not going to say I don't have my days where I just like Mm -hmm. sit and sulk and, and, you know, just get in my own whatever funk. Yeah. yeah. But um, really believing in my heart that there is a higher purpose and, this propelling people to make change because this is forcing us to look at ourselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, even the lockdown and even having to stay inside, or, you know, I went out on hikes almost every single day. I even backpacked the Appalachian trail for two and a half weeks. um, Yeah. So I did a lot of hiking. I actually, you know, and it actually really helped me. I shed like 10 pounds. um, And um, I got, I actually took the opportunity to really get deeply in touch with myself and to go inside and I taught a little bit on zoom but I honestly like and I'm going to start teaching on zoom again I actually am not teaching on zoom anymore right now but um people have been asking me to teach on zoom and so I am going to start getting back into the video work but I love working with people in person I just love seeing people in 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 the flesh Mm -hmm. and so um yeah I have I have a studio here in Wallingford and I and I it's a it's a beautiful space that I'm upstairs in my apartment right now. I'm like, part of me was like, oh, I should have had this done downstairs. Why didn't I stay downstairs (laughs) teaching a class? Uh So I live, I live above my studio, but it's a totally separate entrance and everything. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, I, you had mentioned, there's a little, is there like a history, you had mentioned something about um, addiction. I don't know if you were talking about uh, you're helping treat people with addiction or if that's like your personal history. I'm, I, you know, if you're open Um, to sharing.
1: I truly believe that my, um, my yoga practice and my breathwork practice really helped me get out of that, get or in continually helps me get out of my addictive, um, whether I'm addicted to coffee or yes, yeah, yeah. in yeah. the nineties, I did, I was addicted to crystal meth. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, I was in New York city. It was, you know, it's very easy to find it there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it's easy, very easy to find pretty much anything there, but, um, and yeah, I went through, it was a, it was a long, it was almost four years where I went through um, an addiction. Um, yeah. Very difficult,
0: I mean, I had, there's no judgment here. I'm not, Yeah. I don't want to pressure you, but I mean, that's, I mean, it's tough, you know, there's, you know, there's, there's reasons why people get into things and there's no, you know, everyone's always doing the best they can. That's what I always say. And sometimes like, sometimes everyone has different ways of coping and, you know, for that time, maybe that's what, what you needed to go through, or, you know, it helped you in some way. Um, but then you were able to, to kind of rise above and and do everything that you're doing now. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. And I've come a long way. I really try to look at my, you know, all the hurdles that I've gotten through over my life as looking at them. You know, I'm an example of recovery. It is still uncomfortable for me to talk about that. I am a person of recovery. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm actually going to start working with, um, a an organization that's local to here, um, called TriCircle. Okay. And it's good that I'm talking about this because I'm actually like, I keep telling them and I'm, I'm going to rewrite my bio. Cause in yeah. my bio, I leave out the whole addiction thing, yeah. but there are people that, um, there are people that I know that I can, that I can help. And of course there's people that come to me. I mean, I've been teaching yoga since 2003. So there have been people over the years that have come to me that have addiction problems, but that's definitely not my primary focus. It's more, um, but it's anxiety. You know, when we get addicted to something, we're in a loop and anxiety is a loop in the mind that just keeps cycling. Yeah. So it's almost like a hamster wheel that's hard to get out of this like hamster wheel and you just like keep doing the thing over and over and over again. Right. And um, so learning how to become aware, it's really about breathing, slowing down the breath enough to become aware of what's going on in here so that you can get in touch with what's what what needs to change and and yeah. controlling literally mind control to get back in your body so that you can somehow go through that withdrawal cuz it was definitely you know i i literally went through like it was probably a week solid of serious withdrawal
0: yeah
1: and um and then you know probably i, I mean i remember for like 10 months i think i went through with, you know a complete withdrawal for like 10 months and the crazy thing is i quit smoking cigarettes at the same time yeah um so i literally remember feeling like you're peeling back the layers and you're going through like all of the withdrawal phases.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it took, it took almost a year to really completely feel like I didn't want to go back to it.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah. And I think it's good for me to talk about it because tricycle is like asking me for a bio. And yeah. so I'm, I'm finally at a place. I mean, it's been since 1998, I've been clean. And I'm finally ready to talk about it. I mean, this is like, you know, what are we at 2022? Well, that's
0: all right. That's okay. I mean, it's never, it's never too late, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, commend you for, you know, for get going through that and for sticking with it and, you know, sticking, you know, really just knowing what's best for you and really just, you know, staying in tune with that and, you know, you talk about uh, you know the minds, and I've you know I've struggled with anxiety in the past, and I, I know I talk. Um, I'm I'm starting to be more open about my suicide attempt because that was something that I struggled with talking about. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, so um, so I hear you. Where it's like you know, it's uh, I don't know. For me, it's like I'm I'm afraid of what people will think. I'm afraid of you know how you know, being judged or whatnot, but really the majority of the time people are, are, uh, admiring you and, um, and just, you know, amazed at, at someone who's gone through such difficulty and been able to, uh, uh, what's the word? I don't even know, like triumph, just, you know, break over through. That. It's
1: like, it's like breaking through that. Yeah. When you're a drug addict, you feel like you're trapped inside of, you know, I wasn't even myself. I mean, you become some, you become, you know, you just, you have no control over your that it's an addiction. You have, it feels like you have no control over it yeah. and you're just going to go do it. And, and, and like, you're going to do, do whatever you need to do. And mm-hmm. I never, you know, I never stole anything from anybody, but I just would, I almost felt like there was a time I can remember that, you know, not like I would sell my body, but I would be like almost begging people for it because I didn't. And, and then, so there's this whole huge shame piece around that,
0: mm-hmm. that
1: is really, really difficult to accept, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, and talking about it and just being like, and and honestly, like I, I never, I really never did sell my body, but I remember feeling like I wanted it so bad mm-hmm. that I would literally like, I would trade things. I would give things yeah. away. I would like, you know, I I don't know. It was almost like a desperate. It felt very desperate. Yeah. And I remember like going to buy people cigarettes and going to you know it's just like you'll yeah. do the things you know, yeah. Yeah. do things for people. And I would just go out of my way to do things for people. And so like there's there's a whole shame loop that goes around with that. And looking at so looking at like you were saying the the shame that we carry yeah. and learning how to talk about it so that because seriously, when we do talk about it, I mean, doesn't it feel like it's like, if you feel lighter, you know, you feel like, and people need to hear stuff like this, because I think there's a lot of people in the world that are struggling, that get in these, you know, in these cycles, and, um, but to just really believe that there's a way out, you know, there's, you know, and to me, it's like, getting on your yoga mat and just breathing, even if you're just get on your mat and just breathe and not even move, but just lie there and breathe Yeah. and count your breath and really deepen your breath. And then eventually the movement comes, it just starts coming,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but um, yeah, just getting people like to lie on their back and just breathe. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, that's great. And those are great techniques to just really become present within yourself and just, you know, I, you know, what I've been practicing is, uh, just kind of like living meditation. So just, just practicing being present in everything that I do. And, Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I try meditation. Sometimes I try movement. Sometimes I just try to walk, you know, maybe hiking or whatnot, or sometimes like I'm just, you know, I just stare out the window or something and, you know, not necessarily having to have my eyes closed, but just, uh, you know, trying it, just calming the mind, just like focusing on something and realizing like, you know, I don't I'm not defined by the thoughts in my head. And, you know, there, you know, there's a, like you said, there's like a loop sometimes. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just being present in like where you are, it's like, well, right now, everything's okay. There's nothing wrong right now. And once you know, once you can realize that, then, you know, that's where you can make a lot of a lot of changes, but a lot of people feel alone and they feel like they're, um, you know, like a lot of, I know when I was going through, I thought I was like the only one going through all these like crazy, this, you know, people talk about anxiety, they talk about depression, but they don't really express what they're going through. At least the people that I was surrounded by didn't really, uh, they weren't open or real about what they were going through. And so, you know, people who have the courage to speak up, about their experiences, that it helps others because it, it gives other people permission to to talk about their lives, to talk about their emotions, to talk about real stuff like real emotion, real uh, real life events, and stuff that uh, I think a lot of people feel shame or they feel insecure because nobody, not a lot of people are open. Not a lot of people talk about it. It is
1: so hard. I find it very hard to be open.
0: Um, and
1: I'm even like, you know, I'm single. I don't know if you're single, but I think, I know you have three kids. I see your cute little kids. (laughs) Um, but you know, even like I, when I like go on a date, I'm really practicing, just trying to be open and vulnerable, like on a date, because I'm like, this, this is who I am now. I'm like, if I just keep trying to cover myself up and pretend like, I don't know that I'm not me. Yeah. I'm like, okay, it's time to really show up and, and be me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, so, yeah, I'm just trying to put myself out there, but really truly to help people because yeah. um, yeah my goal is to just help people to help people be in their bodies so that they can break through the, the limits. You know, we all have these like self-limiting beliefs that, you know, the worthiness, the, you know, the feelings around like things that we don't deserve. Like we all deserve to be, we all deserve to be abundant. We all deserve to, you know, have the things that we want in our lives, you know, have love, have, you know, have, And not feel like we're restricted or struggling, you know, we should all feel that we can be free and happy.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And I think
1: that's what the pandemic has taught me is to just, wow, I can really stuff a lot of things and keep myself really busy and do all the things and just keep going. But it's really when you slow down and you're just like, oh, and I found that over the past couple of years of just being single is like, okay. There is nobody else but myself to look at right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm really just been taking a deep dive into myself because there's no one else to blame for anything. There's not, you know, you really, you really, you know, I'm really being with myself and learning how to just embrace all that I am and learning, And I've been really studying even my birth chart, like really getting deep into my astrology and trying to understand myself so that when I am ready to be in a partnership at some point that I can share my truest,
0: my true yeah. self. Yeah. That's fantastic. And I, cause I've been, uh, I got divorced in 2019 and then, so I dated a little bit yeah. for the following year and, um, yeah, I would find, you know, I would find people who like men who didn't want to fully like Commit, I don't know. It was like, it was a learning experience not available. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It was like, they, you know, they, they wanted the, they wanted my attention or wanted by my, uh, my body. They wanted the parts of me, but not all of it. And yes. so, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's um, that was a learning experience that I've had throughout my whole life. Cause I, I have a history of uh, a lot of sexual partners when I was a teenager before I got married. And then, um, and then uh, yeah, it was just kind of me giving my body away, um, because I didn't really know better. And, um, I, yeah, I write about it in my first book and I write in, in, in both my books, I write more about it, but, um,
1: yeah.
0: So, so then I got married and, uh, that was, that had its own struggles and like, um, it was just really controlling, emotionally abusive and it's just, but I also learned that um, in learning like self uh, like my own responsibility, I was not um, I was not fighting for myself throughout the marriage. And even though I didn't know better, it's still like I have to you know I have some accountability there. So um, so like that kind of helped me to forgive him. For all the crap, because it was like, well, then I have to forgive myself, because I put up with it all, you know, I could have chosen to leave before, but I didn't, again, I didn't know better, but even though I didn't know better, it's still, you know, I'm still accountable for myself and my own decisions, and so, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: the responsibility thing, <laughs> yeah. taking responsibility, it's so interesting that, yeah, I love this conversation, I love talking about this stuff, yeah, <laughs> I'm just, you know cuz i think that i really truly believe the higher purpose of this pandemic is to mm. go deep in ourselves and find out who we really yeah. are so that it, you know if we are single you know to to um i feel like i'm i don't know going through rebirth or something yeah. like i keep reading yeah. about it and i keep reading about it and i'm like wow that's really what i'm going through like i'm really going through like you Know I'm even starting to go through menopause, and I'm sure that has something to do with that, shedding my cycle and yeah. or my cycle showing up in a completely different way. Yeah. And um just I'm my body's changing. And it's interesting that it's almost like the that started right when the pandemic started, or I oh, really wow, started yeah. to notice it. Yeah. So when your body's going through this change and like there's this big change in the world, and yeah. you know, in um and I had a relationship for seven months during the pandemic. Um, it really, I knew it wasn't working for me and I knew that it, it, you know, I, I needed to leave it and, and just, it was, it was difficult because, you know, he did not want to, to leave it. And, um, so it, it, it ended and then, um, yeah. And it's like, okay. So there's just, I really think that, yeah, the higher purpose for me, the pandemic being like, okay, well taking responsibility, like what you were just saying, you know, taking full responsibility and not blaming whoever it is for, for the things. And when you're in an abusive or any kind of relationship and it's, you know, back and forth and, you know, not able to hear each other or understand each other, you know, and then it's just so confusing to understand our own self. And like what you were just saying about like, okay, you're, you're in this struggle thing and it just becomes like, how do you get out of the struggle or how do you look at yourself when you're so in it, yeah, you know, because yeah. you're immersed in it when you're in a, when you're in a relationship. I mean, when you're living with somebody, especially you're, you're immersed in that person's life and enmeshed and mm-hmm. it's really hard to pull back and try to understand like what is really going on with, with you within right. that, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah like
1: so confusing
0: yeah yeah totally I um like I was saying because I had dated for a little while but then I realized like uh you know I wasn't nothing was satisfying for me and so I took a break and like I haven't dated I haven't uh been with anyone for over a year at this point and so um I like I realized that I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to go chasing anybody, you know, I didn't want to force anything because I was, you know, in my whole life, I'm, I'm going into this, I'm in this phase of like, just not forcing kind of allowing things to come to me or allowing my in, intuition to kind of guide me, you know, to take action on things. But, um, but really like uh, going into myself and figuring out you know, what, what is it that I actually want in a relationship? What am I lacking in myself that I need another person for? And so, Yeah. yeah, so I went through with, I went through all of that. And so I, you know, I really found a deep love and appreciation for myself and finding my own worth and realizing my worth. And so now I realize that, you know, it's the experience that I want because I lacked any, any real romance, you know, earlier in life. And I, I, you know, I would always uh, hook up with someone on the first date, and so I never truly allowed for, you know, a progression, a really healthy progression mm-hmm. of two souls coming together and um, without the expectation of sex, because that's, you know, another thing for me is like I'm not, you know, I can take care of myself just fine. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, I'm I'm very comfortable with my own body, and I'm, you know, I know what I like, and so it's it's like, well, I mean, I don't need sex. And so what do I actually need? And so it's more of, okay, you know, I will want the experience, but I'm not going to rush into anything. Cause I want something, you know, I want it to happen with ease. You know, I think life is supposed to happen in ease. You're, you know, I, I don't think that you should have to really, uh, compromise your values and really like work hard for, for a relationship to work. I really think that, you know, a uh, two very conscious people can come together and just appreciate each other's, uh, magnificence and, and learn how to, uh, my uncle, my uncle is a Vedic astrologer and a psychologist. And really, He told me this. Yeah. Yeah. So he told me this, uh, the other day he said, um, uh, cause he agreed, he, he had mentioned that he didn't think that uh, couples would need to compromise and I'm like oh my god I agree with you and he said that I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher his words but he mentioned that like in an orchestra um, you know when you have instruments playing you know all instruments playing uh, you want them to harmonize with each other and so you know if you're just all playing melody you're just like battling for who's who's louder or who's stands out more but when you harmonize then it flows together and he said you know a really good relationship should be should harmonize and not have to compromise and so I really uh oh I love that I really appreciated that yeah yeah that's
1: beautiful yeah music yeah Yeah. and I love music and I love to dance that's interesting because I do feel like music is 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 well and it's interesting because I love like drums and I you know I love I love drumming I you know I go to all the drum and dance events I have Uh try to have drum and dance at my studio
0: yeah
1: and um but there's something about the drum being like almost like a heartbeat yeah and um <clears throat> but yeah, the rhythm and the flow, and it's—I love the symbolism of of the harmonizing in the music.
0: Yeah. 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 So. Anyway. Is he a musician? Uh, no, no, he's not a musician. He's uh, I, I can we can talk later. I can give you some some more info and contact info and stuff. Um, but I think I think maybe we'll bring this to a close. Uh, this has been a, a fantastic conversation Yay! on on all different levels and I'm so happy that you're on here and I'm so I'm proud of you for just being courageous enough to to talk about your stuff talk about your story and um yeah I everything you're doing is fantastic and I you know I I love I I just appreciate so much the people who are out there just to help others in their own unique way in their own creative ways so thank you so much for everything you do
1: My pleasure. Thank you. I love your art. And I love your Ollie B how you, you know, it's almost like your own logo. Is that? Yeah. yeah.
0: So (laughs) I actually I took a piece of paper and I blotted uh, rainbow colors. And then I put another piece of paper on top and I swirled it.
1: Oh my God. So I
0: created that, that effect. And then my sister helped me. She like cropped out all the white and she put the text on. So she actually, my sister actually created the logo for me, but I did the paint part and then took a picture
1: and put it on my computer oh we should do some sort of I don't know if you want to teach something at my studio I love art I mean okay so I do have a minor in art and I used to do art when I was in college you know I did I didn't do the drawing or the or painting but I did all of the ceramics and all the pottery and all the you know we we even had like craft classes but I yeah so I ended up with a minor in art because I like took as many art classes as I could possibly but I haven't done much art over the past you know decade even yeah yeah. and I I would love for you to if you ever want to I don't know teach something okay all right
0: yeah let's talk we'll talk um well first uh before we close this how can people find you
1: so I'm in Wallingford Connecticut there's a very popular restaurant two doors down from me it's called Archie Moore's so I always Uh, use that as a landmark um it is kind of a burger joint um, okay. but i'm right downtown Wallingford um it's 33 north main street wallingford um Daytime is much easier to park around here. Nighttime can be a little difficult, but there's lots of parking all around here. Sometimes people come in and they're like, oh my God, it was hard to park, but there's so much park. There are so many parking lots around here that you can always find a place to park. So yeah, my website is divinelyrooted.com and I have um, yoga and Pilates and all different kinds of classes on my schedule.
0: Very cool. All right, well, thank you so much and take care and we'll talk soon. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye, namaste. Namaste.